Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. This is episode 114. This is the podcast where it's going to feel a lot like comedians in cars getting coffee or drunk history. Basically, we're going to have teachers sitting down, having a couple of beers, hopefully over the weekend. But sometimes, I'll be honest, weeknights happen too. Uh, So if you haven't already, rate and review whatever app you're listening in. Uh, That really helps out the show with getting us pumped up in those ratings. If you do a rating and a review so I can see what you said about it, I'll be sure to give you a shout out. You can see us on social media at Classroom Brew or email us classroombrew at gmail.com. So for this week, we've got another one of those Skype intro, uh, Skype phone call rather, uh, for the guests. So I'm really excited because this is someone that I've been talking to a while. Uh, Her name is Rayanna, and we've been talking on Instagram because she follows the show a lot. And uh, it's, it makes it so much more fun when I can have someone that's like, hey, I'd love to be on the show. I've listened to the show before. It really shows you know, engagement from the audience, which is great. Uh, and it just makes the whole experience that much more enjoyable for me. So let's pull up Skype, good old Skype, and give her a call. As if the app wasn't open the entire time. Come on, iPhone. Ryan stalling so he can hit the button. There we go. Very slow. iPhone 6. Hello. Hey, Rihanna. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now a good time? Oh, but now it's perfect. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good to me. So how's your week going? Oh, it's not too bad. It's a little long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean, right? We look back and it's actually not Wednesday. It's really like a Monday or Tuesday or something like that. But um, No, so. don't do that to me. On <laughs> yesterday, someone walked down the stairs at the end of the day and said, good morning. I said, no, I can't do more. Oh, God. Oh, that sounds awful. It is what it is, right? Um, yeah. So I guess a little bit of background before we dive into uh, some of the stuff that we want to go into. Where are you teaching? And actually, you've got a little bit of a, a different background in teaching. You were teaching, left for a little bit, and then came back into it. Uh, but kind of give us the, the quick little spiel on what's been going on. So I started teaching 12 years ago now, uh, taught for four years, had to move back into like the main urban center because I wanted to live with my husband. Crazy. Um, (laughs) uh, Took a couple of like mat leave jobs and then just realized I couldn't sub and afford a mortgage at the same time. Found a more stable job, left for about five years. Then I had a kid and realized, hmm, maybe I should do this education thing again. So about two years ago, I got back into it and I'm now kind of working in a, a fairly high need school, um, uh-huh. teaching grade three Okay. in Ooh. a really interesting area of, our, of the city nearby. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it then. And, and I'm wondering, like, so with in terms of affording a mortgage, was teaching for sure the option? No, I'm, I'm totally kidding, but um, I'm assuming you, you're happy with the decision relatively. You know, there's obviously the occasional day when you're like, oh, God, why am I doing this? But generally happy? Oh, yeah. No, the leaving and coming back definitely made everything much better. Like, I have a new attitude on education and everything like that. So it was definitely worth, worth the break. And I'm definitely glad I'm back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. And it's, it's crazy, too, because I, I think so I'm only in my third year. And the fact that I've got people that have listened to the show and interacted with the show that have been teaching much longer than me, I'm like, how, how in the world are people actually listening to what I have to say? But uh, <laughs> I'm really glad that you reached out even still. That makes it so much. I was saying before I hit call on the uh, on my phone, how cool it is when people like reach out to say, "Hey, I'd like to be on." So that's that's awesome. I really appreciate that. 
Well, it's kind of, see, I'm in like this awkward position where I have a ton of experience, Mm -hmm. but I'm still relearning a lot of stuff because I forgot some of it. So, like, I'm an experienced teacher, but I'm also in an entirely new division doing, I've never, until I became to this classroom, I've never done grade three. Okay. Yeah, Uh that would be a big adjustment. Yeah, I'm usually, (laughs) so the way our schools work is we have kindergarten to six is our elementary, then seven to nine is our junior high, 10 to 12 is our high school. Okay. So I'm mainly stuck in that grade five, grade six area. Yeah, that would... (laughs) I mean, even if it's like a six month span, that's such a big difference for, for kids that young or even, even for high schoolers still, it's, it's such a big difference. That's, uh. yeah. It makes- <laughs> so I wonder if you're, if you're talking about like in a high needs school and stuff like that, you mentioned that you got a lot, a lot of turnaround and you know, your, your welcome back to teaching was uh, doing a grade that you hadn't really done before. Not saying like unfamiliar with, you know, kids that grade, but it's still, it's a, quite a shock to the system. We just came back from our strike. And one of my big like welcome back things was that I got a student back that was uh, previously locked up. He was like on parole and then he violated it like five times. I'm like, all right, he's going away. And so day one, at, when we get back from the strike, like I'm talking like we came back on a Friday and then we had the weekend and then we're back on Monday again. He was back on that Friday, like surprise. Uh, <laughs> do you get a lot of like turnaround or like revolving doors or kids that are coming in or kids that are just leaving and never coming back? Yeah, no, we definitely get a, a ton of that. Uh, the last month or so, I think I've had three new students. Okay. Um, there's three grade three classes. Uh, the other two each got a new student on Monday. I got my next student today. Oh, I have another one I know is coming back. Uh, oh, no. So yeah, we have a lot. We have some that leave for two months and then come back again. Now, where, when they when they leave for two months, are they going to a school nearby or are they like, is there no, aside from like, I'm sure they know in the office, obviously, when they get the transfers, but where are they going? Because like, we have a school that's not too far sometimes, away. We have a school choice, but like, sometimes I'm like, where did you go, dude? Like, what's going on? Well, sometimes we have a couple that are like, oh, well, we're going to go over here because, or sometimes they move there because they're on short term leases. So they're only there mm, for okay. six months. So they move to someone else for three and then they come back to our area and um sometimes they move to a different province and we don't know where they went we just know they're not on our like they're not coming to see us anymore then they'll come back six months later a year later um yeah sometimes they just think there's a better school than us Mm, thankfully we're full enough that we've closed our doors so if they don't live in our neighborhood or just move to our area they're not coming back in this year (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's, that's nice, I guess. We get that too with the revolving door. But so like, if you had to guess, like, and I'm sorry, what's the city again that you're in right now? Uh, Edmonton. Okay. So how many schools would you say are like within a five mile radius, give or take, if any? Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think. So we have like a catchment area where it's a group of schools mm-hmm. and we're probably within about a five to 10 minute drive of any of those schools. And there's one, two, three there's about six or seven of us within that area. Okay. Okay. So a lot of options. So that, it kind of makes sense at least, right? Yeah. I remember I had one kid last year where he just terrorized the classroom. Like he was never like disrespectful, but he was always like, just that kid. They're like, man, dude, come on. Like, can you just like not like, can you, can you be a human? Like one of those. And, uh, <laughs> he didn't transfer out until the last day of school. The last day of school. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like this whole year, I put up with it. And finally, I get my victory lap and no. 
I don't even know if he passed, to be honest with you, because I don't think he took the final and he was gone for like two days beforehand. And like finally we've learned like, oh, yeah, he's gone. He transferred. We're like, are you kidding me? So that was kind of interesting. That was a waste of the year for him. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, it's, it's a little bit better where I am. It's a little bit better where I am now, but the, my original school, we were uh, so it was a small town community, but we had two First Nations reserves that fed us. So there was a school on each reserve. There was our school, and then there was another school about ten minutes down the highway in a different district. Okay. And the beginning of the school year, they would actually jump schools. They spend two days in one school, two days in the next to see what teacher they like best. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my grades dip in a little bit. Better go back to, uh, you know, Smith College or a Smith High School, whatever it is. Like, that's yeah, yeah. No, we don't like this one. That's a mean teacher this year. We're gonna go somewhere else. <laughs> right, right. I have that too. But for the most part, it's like, oh, I like the, the I like the teacher better that's in the the jail because they have less work to give me than Mr. F gives me. But that's that's one thing. Um, we get that too, though. Where <laughs> Because like sometimes the grades uh, are erased if they do come back or something like that. So they do it as yeah. kind of like, a, oh, let's get a refresher. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I've got you played here, buddy. I printed out your grade before you left. Um, it, it's such a pain in the ass, though. Like, we didn't, I don't know about you, but we did not have, we might have, maybe I just, I don't know, I was content because I went to a good school when I was in high school uh, and elementary slash middle school, but we didn't have movement like this. Like, if you got a new student, it was at the beginning of the year or it was at the start of the second semester. There was no like daily like oh wonder who's here today and who's leaving today like did you have that or is that just you know my American <sighs> my education? School, I'm just trying to think. My high school there was um like there was 1500 grade twelves the year I graduated. Okay. Uh, I didn't even know like when we sat in line. I don't even I didn't even know the people beside me. Uh, right, right. So there was just so many kids. I wouldn't have been able to tell if they were new or old. Sure. Yeah, that I but, for sure get. Yeah, I don't feel like there was a ton of new kids. Like you had that one kid that would come mid-year or something like that, right? Right. And then you look at them like they were like, like who, who are you, dude? Like what's going on? Versus like nowadays, I feel like it's the norm. Um, that's yeah. also part of it too. Like you mentioned class size. Like, yeah, that's true. Like I, I might not have noticed it because I had a graduating class of like six or 700 and like that's just one grade level. Uh, so I yeah. probably just didn't notice all of them. But when you have a school, like I teach in a school with we've got less than 300 it's a little bit easier to, to tell like who's going on. Um, yeah. Which by the way, small school can be great, but can also be really bad because everybody knows everybody, but everybody knows everybody. That's such a bad, like there's yeah. no, there's no winning sometimes. Well, my, my first school was a K to 12 school because it was a rural school. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we had about 250 kids. Like there was no way of not knowing whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Small school, small school. There's just no, yeah. no, uh, no in between. It's, it's either great or it's awful. So we mentioned this one thing on social media too, and we kind of got to talking about this uh, not too long ago. But this whole Florida teacher that was like fired from, or maybe I, I think trans, no, I think it was for sure removed from her position uh, in her school because she like didn't adhere to their fifty percent minimum grade policy. You mentioned you had some experience with this. I know in my district, oh, well, actually, I don't, I'll, be honest, I'll be honest, I don't know if it's my district or my school, but we're required to give a minimum of 45% in two out of our four categories. So, like, I have some ways around that, obviously, but I never thought it would come to the point where a teacher's going to be fired for, like, not doing it. But I also don't know, like, 
how many times they've talked to this teacher or whatever. But what did you, you saw part of the article, but what's, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, that's, it's such a, we had a, a teacher here. So I'm just looking it up. It was about five years ago and he was fired for giving zeros. Uh, and it was a whole big thing about, you know, giving zeros isn't giving the kids a chance. It's not showing that they, what they can or can't do. And like, it's, but this guy, I, he actually ended up winning his appeal Oh, good. And had to get his job back because he proved that he gave kids the chance to, you know, turn it in late and right. uh, make up the assignments. And, like, he left his classroom open so kids could come in. If they couldn't do it, they could make arrangements. So he was able to prove that he gave them every possible chance to show the work. And he was finally able to turn it around and, and do it because this was a high school teacher. Like, I would never give my kids – zeros because they're in grade three <laughs> it's a little and different, if these yeah. kids aren't doing their work it's it's not necessarily become because of them it's probably because they don't have the support at home sure Absolutely. whereas you know this other case it was like no he gave them all the sports he gave them all the time he gave them all the extra help and they still refused to do it they were being lazy <laughs> yeah absolutely i don't say we're required to do the 45 percent. it's in like our classwork slash participation um category and our homework category most of us don't give homework at our school anyways and then we're still required like kind of informally to like offer like more than enough makeup days where it's like all right today's monday make sure you have a makeup day this week all right, today's Friday. Make sure you have a makeup day. It's like, like by the time we like start the week, it's like, all right, well, it's Monday. Let the kids ease into it. And then Tuesday, it's like, well, they're just warming up to the week. And then by Thursday and Friday, it's like, well, the week's winding down. So it's like, so what day do I have right here to work with? And most yeah. of them are spent just doing like those those makeups. But I don't know. I'm, I I haven't been approached about it. Um. But yeah, I'm not sure. It. Do you think if you were so you're teaching elementary third graders right now? But if you were in high school, do you think you would be willing to to push against that if you potentially would lose your position over that? I don't know if that's something I would fight. I would probably depend on my class and my students, honestly, mm -hmm. like, cause I'm just trying to like most of the students I've had over everything. I don't know how much I would push it, but at the same time, that's like saying, Oh yeah, here's a paycheck. You didn't go to work this week. So you get some money. Like, right. right exactly. <laughs> You know, and I think, and that was the thing, like our policy here is like, you still have to give them something or you have to completely null and void the grade. Okay. Like make it so that doesn't even count. And a lot of the things we're, we're doing in the lower grades, we're actually making it so we're looking strictly at outcomes, like what our curriculum says, instead of giving as much of a grade and we're trying to bring that into some of the higher grades because it makes it a little bit easier because we can say, yeah. Little Johnny doesn't know how to do this. And sure. it's quite clear because if you talk to Little Johnny, Little Johnny is not going to say, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, it's a lot easier to say they can't do it than give a zero. It's kind of like a like a holistic grade, basically, like the the parts that make up the whole. You're focusing on the whole instead. Uh, yeah, kind of. Does it work when, like, I'm assuming you still, like, keep really decent notes. Like, we have report card pickup coming up. By the time the episode comes out, I'll actually be doing report card pickup that day. Um but or maybe it's the week before. I can't remember when this episode comes out. But during our report card pickup, it really helps to say like, "All right, uh, your son John Doe is missing six assignments." For context, we only had 
10 in this window or something like that. Do yeah. you have some way to like kind of let the parent know like, well, he just flat out didn't do it, Mrs. J- Mrs. Doe or whoever the, the parent is? No, well, we like I have like a banker's box full of all of, all of my evidence. Oh, OK. See, that's impressive. That's a lot so of paper. Where it's kind of we like the idea at the school I'm at now is that nothing that's on the report card should be a surprise. Right. So like if they're not doing their work, it shouldn't be a surprise that they're not getting like they're not getting it. It's more just that we're trying to make it so it's more just a paper copy or if they change schools, we're kind of hoping that parents should know beforehand those parents that we can actually get a hold of. Like they kind of already know what's going on and not just a uh, uh sort of like the note home, but we've kind of taken everything objective out of it. Because we're actually trying to hope that if they see something that they can't do, they're going to come in and actually talk to us about it. Got it. Rather than being like, oh, yeah, no, it's all in the report card. I don't have to worry about it. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I kind of like that, actually. We have, we have a similar policy. It's like see something, say something. But for the most part, it's just our students and they're just tattling on each other. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of nice. that Do you get a lot of like parent involvement when it comes to that policy? Uh, we're hoping. We're not okay, there yet. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, but this is what we're hoping. This is what our goal is. Right, right. Well, I'll say, I, and I, I'm 100% there with you. Like, we came back from the strike, and I had a handful of parents, like, in an IEP meeting and a parent conference today. I had some parents that I think they were, they didn't even realize that we were gone for two and a half weeks. Like, they're like, what? He wasn't in school this whole time? And we're like, yeah, we weren't either. She's like, well, what happened? And we're like, oh my God. Let me just catch you up on the politics of unions and all that stuff. But yeah, that's. I mean, it's encouraging though that hopefully it'll it'll improve though, right? Well, that's yeah, that's kind of our that's kind of our hope. Like we are, we do a survey and it's like a provincial survey for every school. Okay. Um, and like we send stuff to staff, send stuff to certain grades, send stuff to parents. <laughs> our parent results last year was two percent of our student population. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Wow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're hoping for more this year, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like what I'm sure my uh, report card pickup is going to be this week or uh, <laughs> uh, next week, whatever. Whenever this episode comes out, it's it's like the 14th of November. That's when our report card pickup is. But wow, that's. I mean, it's it's almost comforting. <laughs> We're all, we can truly all kind of commiserate with our lack of uh, parental uh, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> it's something. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and I guess with. Uh, you know, we, you mentioned that there's a lot of stuff going on. So like we just went on strike and that was kind of one of the main reasons why we started talking again more recently on, on social media is this whole idea of, you know, people that are trying to like non-educators that are influencing our jobs. So, you know, what's going on with the politics, uh, you know, in your, uh, was it your school district or your city or what was going on? So the way, um, school boards are kind of run here is every province gives the money to the districts in the province. Mm-hmm. So it's all provincial and then it's all spread out between them. And then each district gets to decide how they're going to run it. Um, and like we get, um, we've been getting a class size uh, fund to help keep our class sizes manageable. Right. Uh, and basically they just removed like, something like $2,000 from every student that is in kindergarten to grade three from the budget. Oh, great. 
Like from uh, from the fund on keeping class sizes down, or just in general? So it works out like that was the fund. Like it was basically they have we have per student funding, and then every student in K to three had this extra money tacked on. Got it. So like the big bucket and stuff. That's crazy too. So like we're coming out of the reverse of that. We we didn't really have a whole lot for it. Like I had a class of forty five at one point uh, last year in the beginning of the year, and there was nothing that could really be done, even though our max was supposed to be thirty four. And now with our new contract that we'll put the time this episode comes out, it'll hopefully be signed, but it's tentative right now. They're trying to reduce it to like 28 where it's like what it's supposed to be. And I think they had to put in like $5 million yeah. to our entire humongous district, but Oh God. So are you worried that's going to impact you like your third grade class? Uh, we're not too bad. Like it's already. So last year I had 18 kids for the majority of the year. Okay. I'm going to be at 22. Okay, and 22. Like, how how are we feeling yeah. about 22 though? Ah, my first year was grade six. Um, I had 32 students, mm-hmm. no EAs, three students with ODD. Uh, uh, of course, of course. <laughs> we weren't allowed sharp scissors in the classroom because the previous year they actually held one of the kids back and the previous year he went around and was stabbing people in the hand with scissors. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. 22 yeah. grade threes I can handle. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I went feel- into the worst possible year I could have had my first year. So this <laughs> any, I can handle anything that comes at me. I feel like I'm always surprised when a kid doesn't have ODT, but wow, stabbing <laughs> kids with scissors. That's, oh my God. Glad you made it though. Glad you made it out alive. Um, Wow, that's that's quite the the handful. So, have you noticed any more like presence then? So, if they're essentially doing all this stuff to like make cuts and make changes and basically undermine us, kind of like the teacher that got fired for the fifty percent rule that they had in their school, have you noticed more of a, a presence of you know people from the board or from your district or whatever that are kind of like acting as these overseers, like like picture like the guy with the clipboard? Is that kind of happening more and more in your school? Um, we're we're not so bad. My principal is really straightforward about everything with us. Like she doesn't hide things from us. That's nice. So it makes it a little bit better where she's like, yeah, you know what? This is what's happening. This is what's happening. So there's not a lot of secrecy about anything that's kind of going on. Um, but yeah, for the most part, our, the most part, our clipboard stuff is all about um, seclusion rooms. That's where we have, have the people standing over our heads. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And it's hard to keep track. I feel like I've got some something, maybe not like physically, but there's always something like kind of overlooking at what's going on in my classroom. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast the entire time, but within my first year, I would do like station activities and like someone from our, we call it network, but it's like specific, like smaller units of our district. And the person like came in my room and was like, why are you having them move around the room? This seems like a waste of time. And I'm like, do you see what they're doing? Like each, each area of the room has a station. And it was like, the, this person didn't have a teaching degree. They had no experience in, in a classroom at all. And they're trying to tell me that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing or whatever. But I don't know. It's always interesting, especially if we're talking like international, uh, you know, non-U.S. education or even U.S. education, the differences that we see. But yeah. No, we're we're like I listen to some of the podcasts and and that and I listen to what some of the things that this teachers in the states have to go through and I'm like, oh, you <laughs> poor souls! Like, like last year, I had to go through an evaluation to get my permanent contract in my 
my district. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. Like I counted back. I'm like, and I'm with a whole bunch of, there was seven of us up for, for permanent contracts last year. And six of them were like really nervous. And I looked at them like, you guys, it's nothing. I'm like, this is my fourth time through this show or dog and pony <laughs> show. Just relax and do what you're going to do. If you're a good right. teacher, you'll be fine. Right, right. But even then it was like, my principal came in strictly for the fact of she had to mm. and was like, yeah, no, she kind of sat there. She laughed at the ridiculousness of my classroom and made sure I got some extra support from it. So last year wasn't so bad. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say we do that and too then, for our tenure and it's like, yeah, I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, no, but after it. So basically here, once you have your permanent contract, you pretty much have to like seriously break the law in order to lose that contract. <laughs> I mean, the like word you're, permanent, you're, yeah. We yeah, were, yeah. There, there was nothing they can do. There was no extra evaluation. You're just, you're there. <laughs> huh. That sounds kind of nice. We have, we have tenure, but there's not quite as many protections for a tenure teacher versus. I, I like the permanent. That's kind of a nice, a nice part of it. Uh, to, the problem is, is, it's not so nice when you have teachers that are crap. That's true. There's, there's always a flip side to that. Although we, for some reason, there's not as much job security with tenure teachers or uh, probationary teachers, like teachers without tenure, basically. Uh, but somehow there's still, I, I encounter so many shitty teachers that, at PDs and stuff like that, that it's like, oh, you're still in that job, huh? You're still back at this PD. Or sometimes you're like, oh, you're running this PD right now. I wonder how that worked out. <laughs> so that's kind of scary. But um, I'm almost scared to ask, is there like an episode of mine that like stands out that you're like, oh, okay, I get it. This guy gets it. Or like, oh, I drive with this. Uh, well, it was, well, it was one of the first ones. Um, about the subs. One of your ones about the subs. <laughs> that's, probably, the that's probably like at least 20 some odd episodes where <laughs> subs came no, in. It was actually like dedicated to that one. It wasn't a... <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, I think I know. I, I don't, I wish I could even say that I remember all the episode uh, titles. I, for sure if I saw it, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's the one I want to talk about this, but yeah. Yeah, that... no, it was. Because like I started listening to you so for our teachers convention, so at the end of February, beginning of February, sometime in February, okay. we get oh, wow. two days where we go like downtown and have all the different speakers that are an hour long. We usually end up not going to those and going to uh, one of the establishments downtown and enjoying some beverages. Hey, um, smart choice, smart choice. <laughs> yeah, we usually try to hit the ones we want, but then we spend more time there. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. D had actually come up to that. Oh, okay. So I started following him. And when he said he was on yours, I started listening to you. And so that's kind of where it led to. Got it. Got it. Oh, I love Joe. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, that's 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 such a small world. Really. I mean, I, well, for Joe's world, I guess not, because now he's like this famous comedian and stuff like that or a teach comedian. But yeah. that's cool. That's kind of fun. Well, cool. Well, um, this I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, I think at some point we'll have to do some sort of a follow up to see, you know, where you're at. Uh, either sure. in the school year or whenever you feel like, hey, I want to talk on a podcast over a couple of beers. Um, <laughs> my hope is at some point I'm going to try to take the podcast more on the road. And uh, oh, okay. there's a podcast that I started listening to like two weeks ago called Podcast But Outside. And I was like, oh, I should do was that. Was that the like, one on the beach? That's the one on the beach. They did it on the beach. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I think they're great. And what was what was it? They said we pay you a dollar for to be our guest. <laughs> oh, and they're so damn funny because they're, they're both – uh, comedians and entertainers and stuff so they just have this like awkward like kind of like the show new girl like that kind of a rapport with people like it's oh, great okay. so i was thinking like yeah i could i could totally do that like i i don't want to i'm not going to steal their format i'll just do like maybe a few episodes where i just like i should have done it during the strike that's what i should have done is sit out yeah. there in the freezing cold and be like 
all right, uh, classroom brew, but on strike, and we're, we're sitting outside of our school, <laughs> freezing cold. Uh, what maybe was next the weather time. like for that? Oh, it's freezing. We had sleet and snow for a few of the days. It was 30 or lower uh, degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, so oh. that was that was a lot of a lot of fun. We made we had a bonfire, <laughs> we had a barbecue, all that stuff. We did what we had to do, but um, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we're we're like so with our contract, we're lucky. We technically signed the contract part for the entire province, like in April. Okay. So now we just have to do our bargaining per district. Oh, okay. So oh, it's wow. stuck with whatever the arbitrator does. We can't strike for another year, but it's like. Okay, what we're kind of stuck with this. This is going to be kind of interesting. But I'm like, you know what? I I don't want to go outside in minus, you know, <laughs> minus 30, minus 40 weather. That's right. not going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I'm still not even used to going into the building because it's you know I've been doing at least uh, in this school year. I feel like I've done more stuff outside of the building striking than I have inside the building. But we'll adjust. We'll adjust. I'm sure. Uh, well, Rihanna, uh, thank you so much for, for well one listening to the show and supporting the show and. Uh, but reaching out and wanting to be on, uh, that's really awesome when, when people do that. So thank you for that. Welcome. Well, everybody else for listen, that's listening, thank you so much for all the support. I really appreciate it. Make sure, uh, let somebody know about Classroom Brew, whether it's someone that teaches or someone that doesn't. Uh, we have so many great people on the show uh, and some great solo episodes, I'm sure, uh, where we go into some, you know, just the, the funny side of like the messed up stuff that's happening. So like, make sure you tell somebody about it. That really helps us out. If you'd like to be on the show, you can reach us at Classroom Brew on social media or classroombrew at gmail.com. Uh, if you haven't checked out Devin Siebold's podcast, it's Crying in My Car, a podcast for teachers. Uh, I listen to that one pretty much every week. It's a great episode, or a great podcast, rather. Uh, a lot of really fun content going on there. So thank you guys so much for listening, as always. And until next week, class dismissed. Class dismissed.